Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. And I'm Travis Mattingly. And you're listening to Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast, where today we're going to talk about the bearded devil. A lot of weird energy on this one, huh? <laughs> I'm super in the podcast and was not just snipped from other episodes. This is not a recording slash robot constructed under the guise of a human being. I'm a super real human. I'm just fun. And we're talking about the bearded devil today. We're talking about the bearded devil on Tooth and Nail. We're talking about like a profoundly bearded devil. Truthfully, like, I feel like barbed devil could also apply to this devil for the beard has barbs as well. I think I know where that's coming from, and it's that I said earlier, its name is the Barbazoo. Oh. So that might... <laughs> that might be, yeah, yeah, come on now. You can't give us <laughs> demons and devils and have those be different, and then also give us a barbed devil and then a bearded devil called Barbazoo. Yeah, no, the Barbazoo is not a barbed devil, no, that, that would make too much sense. <sighs> come on. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about the bearded devil. It's quite cool. Honestly, yeah. like mechanically, it's quite interesting. It I does a lot of things that I think are neat that I just wish were mechanics other things utilized. Yeah, yeah. And it's it comes late enough. So like I can see it. It almost almost occupies the same space as the bugbear where it feels a little bit too tough for its CR. Thus making me a little bit concerned that like first time DMs might be like, oh, this is a CR3 monster. We're going in there. And then it just kills someone. Yeah. And people have a shitty time. It's not quite there. I think it's relatively well balanced and is complex without being too destructive to my mind. I think so. It is definitely well balanced for just a dangerous encounter. Not necessarily like. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 this is definitely, like, yeah. as close to we get as, like, a boss yeah. in, in this early game, for it is only a CR3 monster. For sure. Uh, but I think it is, like, quite cool. I think it is quite cool. Uh, and I think, like, like in terms of, of mechanically complex monsters, this might be one of the more loaded monsters for a, a CR so low. And in fact, like, I think in terms of just stuff, like, if you're looking for a devil to just add into an encounter... This is a pretty good ad. This would be, if there were like more than one of these doing the things that it do. It would be it'd really be really cool. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is probably like a top pick for like, if you want a good fight, this is a good fight in Devil. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about him. Sure. So artistically, we got a blue meanie. <laughs> it's the blue meanie. Yeah. What the fuck is the blue meanie from? Is that a ice? I only know it from the ultimate showdown. I yeah. do not know what, uh -oh. what it is actually I want to say from. it's like a wrestler. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I dare not Google it just because I don't want to know. That's I want fair. This to keep this so, to stay just. Yeah, so do not <laughs> add us. We're going to assume the blue meanie is a wrestler. <laughs> uh, but it looks like the blue meanie, probably. <laughs> uh, where it kind of like it kind of appears to be something like a blue, at least in the version we get here, it looks to be something like a blue orc with a tail. Uh, looks looks kind of like that, almost like a gin yeah, of sorts. Yeah, there's like a kind of weird contrasty color scheme with him that I really like. Yeah, his body is kind of like a, a mid range blue to purple, and his beard is like a weird dark brownish green. Yeah, yeah, and like the. Armor also seems to have that kind of 
greenish color. He kind of has like a turquoise, unless I'm colorblind. You are it's colorblind. Like his, armor, like his armor is like bronzish gold, yeah. All right, well, I'm colorblind, and all that shit looks the same to me. <laughs> It's okay. So, so yeah. That's so, what I'm here for. So, yeah. So, so there that go. Uh, yeah, it is a quite indie, uh, a very colorful beastie. And it's a nice to, you know, it's nice to get away from demons, which all seem to be pretty, uh, you know, the their color scheme is pretty unified throughout. Um, yeah. And, like, there's a lot of monsters we cover, we've covered that are just simply monochromatic. Like, yeah. they follow one theme or just one exact color mixed with maybe white. Yeah. It's real fun to just have, like, I'm the devil that's purple and green yeah. and brown and gold. The fabulous just, one that yeah. has, like, a sense of art direction uh, and fashion. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're not quite out of the woods with that yet. Like, ice devils are all one color. Well, there will yeah. be plenty of devils that'll just be, you know, one color. And it's nice to have something a little bit, you know, colorful and vibrant. Yeah. Uh so it's a big, it's a big blue orc. It's kind of got like dino feet and it carries a big old spear. Yeah. It also has like a very thick dino-y tail. Yeah. Yeah. The tail is very dinosaur-esque. It almost looks like the bottom half of the boy is like something like, like it's like it's an anamorph. <laughs> part uh, way through morphing. Yeah. Part way through morphing. Like an orc anamorph, which is, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm into it. Honestly, like. And very similar to the uh, Yachlal, you could tell me that this is a different... Like, you could tell me this is an elemental and I'd believe you. Yeah. It doesn't quite read as fiendish to me, uh, but, you know, it kind of makes it special for it, right? Yeah, it has sort of like a... For me, it has sort of the... Uh, like a Medusa monstrosity, not just because it has, like, snaky beard, mm -hmm. but just, like, the way everything looks organic about yeah. the snaky beard, and, like, it just looks like a monstrous creature. Yeah, it does kind of have, like, a like a Grecian quality to it that yeah. I, I could I would also see in, in a lot of the monstrosities. It could also be the ornate gold armor and the, the pose. Yeah, the pose is very, <laughs> like, like, oh, Perseus to attack the far, Pharmaclis. <laughs> but... Spirious. Yeah, Spearmanus. Me, Spirious, and Orcus. What do I do? Oh, wait, fuck. Orcus is a thing. Oh, Hold shit. on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about his Blizzard-ass uh, greaves that he has on. He has these, like, <laughs> Death Knight-ass motherfucking does. Diablo, like, leg bracers on that <laughs> look profoundly like, like, I've seen them in, like, Darksiders and in... <laughs> And in Overwatch, like... Yeah, they just straight up have skulls yeah, where, the, they just, where the knees be. Yeah, they whole ass have skulls on that piece. Uh, which almost feels like like appropriate, right? Right, where the the demons get just, like, fine bangles, all the devils get, like, blizzard armor. Uh-huh. I just zoomed in a little bit and looked at a different piece of his armor. His, his bangles, in mm. fact. If you look close, you may notice they're him. This is his head, and this is his beard. What a play! <laughs> What a what a guy! Oh my god, is that dude? I just like zoomed in. I was like, "What does that look like?" Oh my god, that's just his face. That's his face. <laughs> Good God! And wow, I like. Well, I mean, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I also almost like that recontextualized as like, you know, the devils are completely imaginationless because they're <laughs> beings of order, right? So I almost like the idea that whatever devil is doing the jewelry is just like, I don't fucking know. What are you? Oh, you're a guy with weird beard. This That's is what my, I'm putting on. This is my very uniform bearded devil bangles. They yeah. all, you know they're yours because they're you. Yeah, they're you. What else do we like? Death? Here's a skull for your legs. 
I kind of, I like that. There, take that, put that in, make it an NPC. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think by and large, the, the art for this is, you know, at the very least it is dynamic, right? The pose is very combative and it's not, you know, I don't necessarily get a look how badass this monster is because it's so colorful and more lithe than anything else. It, it just feels like a cool, interesting thing to fight, which yeah. is, you know, what it is mechanically. So there is a, a thematic through line there. For sure. I'm told that the previous editions are a little bit weirder in design. Did you? Did any of those? Like, I I saw one. Yeah, you that the one I showed you was from Pathfinder. Okay. Um, there's a similar kind of feel with the fourth edition. It's more Ooh. more devilly. Yeah, that is definite. That reads a lot more as a devil. I mean, yeah, it's red. It's for solid starters. red. It's wearing black kind of gem encrusted armor. Yeah. It has like a big old red tipped spear. Yeah. Um, third edition looks like. <laughs> If I can get this, a mix between a kobold and a goblin. Okay. Uh, it's a little low res on my phone. Oh. But it's like a hunched over, yeah. encloaked, like, dinosaur goblin man. Yeah, that's not, that's not so bad. It's kind of, it feels a little Pan's Labyrinth to me. It feels a little, a little mythological. Bit. Yeah. Uh, the evolution of this beard thing is quite <laughs> interesting. So, like, three, that just looks like a beard. Four, it just looks like a, like a, like a... Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean beard where it's like, you know, skin tags that have yeah. since been given sentience. I can't quite tell what's going on in the fifth edition beard. It, it's definitely like poking out of the face. Like there it this isn't rings, this is the skin kind of molding around. They are they are protruding yeah. from the flesh from yeah. underneath. Kind of suggesting like like his bones are just these these flippy things, right? Something like, like that, yeah. And then yeah, it really, actually, you're right. It fully, it fully, I'll start from first. It's just this weird yeah, goblin man with a beard. a beard. And then second, the beard gets longer and individualized. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we never actually said this out loud. The beard is not, like, it is, it is like a green beard. It's not what you, it's not hair. I did say like snakes. I guess yeah, it is snakes. more okay. specific. Yeah, it is, it's like Davy Jones' face where, like, it's a bunch of snakes with barbs at the yeah, ends. Yeah, they're barbed tentacles. Yeah, peeking out the face. If you silhouetted this to me, I might think it was a weird mind flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were the the fourie one that looks more like a devil. I got some mind flare vi vibes from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's weird. It's weird, and that I think is the other. And it might be because of the coloration, and it might be because of the way it's presented like this. I think that is the other reason why it feels like a monstrosity is because yeah. it is kind of Medusa like with like just this weird thing that doesn't feel part of the rest of it peeking yeah. out its face right hold on did they have hair in past editions because the eh, not in fourth in fourth it's just a devil man mm. but they this top knot i guess is kind of a, a tradition at least a second and third edition tradition mm. um but yeah it's like it looks like they went way more humanoid monster with this one than, yeah than devil or goblin man yeah which is which is fine it doesn't you know devils don't necessarily need to all look the same i do generally prefer it if only for like telegraphing sake you know just because it is a big deal to fight a fiend because they're so magic resistant and whatnot right i think maybe there might have maybe it might have been better to have some pokemon-esque like oh it's red so it's probably a fiend and so these you know this mechanical baggage comes along with it but it's not necessarily needed for it especially since i'm guessing the context will make it pretty evident right like 
Yeah. If you're fighting uh, an infernal warlock of some kind and it summons something, you can probably guess that no matter how <laughs> it looks, it's probably a devil or a demon of some kind. Those are, the, those are pretty much the two things. Yeah. I love that he's looking directly at us. Yeah. There's every time like, it, it pans up and he's just like, hey. Yeah, but his face <laughs> is in shadow, so it doesn't feel like too aggressive. It just kind of feels like cool, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. D&D design or 5e designs can sometimes go a bit too hard with it. This just kind of seems like a cool guy who is like just badass enough to work. Yeah, I was going to say this This doesn't feel like a hey, look how badass this guy is. But yeah. it does feel like, hey, this guy's cool. This is yeah. a cool monster design. Yeah, and a lot of like the badass detail, like he has scars on his legs that are pretty faint. You, can, you can't really tell unless you look. It has like the tattoos thing or like markings along his skin. Right. Uh, but you can't quite tell unless you get a good look. It does kind of feel like they were more interested in just making an an interesting monster than like a badass devil which yeah. i can appreciate and approve of yeah yeah you wanna let's talk about some more stuff okay let's talk about some more stuff about these guys shockingly there's not a whole lot to it uh <laughs> generally speaking what we get is that bearded devils they generally serve as like shock troops uh, and we'll find that to be you know pretty valid a choice these guys are quite good at fighting uh, and generally speaking, they are combative at heart, right? They revel in the glory of battle and they respond with violence to any slight, real or imagined. And generally they'll, yeah, just, they they are quick to anger and quick to fight. I was going to say, do you need me to look up some other lore stuff? Because no. the book gives us nothing. No, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> they, they fight, they're, they're big, they're angry, they fight. Interestingly... The book never quite tells us what exactly the beard is. Yeah. It just says snake-like <laughs> growths that adorn their chin. Uh, it's not at all just like it has these parasites under the skin. It's just these are... Yeah, it's not like they're cursed by <laughs> Mephistopheles. Blah, blah, blah. There's just not a... Yeah, they just have these poisonous snake growths on their chins, and that's just what they do, and that's just what it is, and <laughs> that's fine. They just call it a beard because that's the closest thing they can yeah. I guess this is a beard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I it feels like appropriate, right? It feels like when they were making this monster, they were like, let's do this one's just gonna be a fighting one, and this is the one for fighting. Yeah. And it it feels like, you know, everything was more or less in service to that, just making a cool thing to look at and fight and not necessarily, you know, make friends with or make a character out of. Right. Which is fine. And honestly, like, if you're looking for dungeon fodder, this is a pretty good choice because of its mechanical complexity. Um, I I don't know. If you wanted to make, like, adventure hooks or arcs involving this guy, I mean, like, it's going to be a good guard. It's going to be a good guard boy. Yeah, for sure. Generally speaking, like, I kind of like that walking on thin ice kind of thing where, like, these guys, you know, just the slightest, slightest little provocation will pro try to tear you apart. That could be kind of an interesting, like, social challenge in a way, right? Like, it doesn't say that they're stupid. It just says that they're volatile. So right. it could be kind of an interesting encounter if, like, oh, fuck, the re you know, whatever. The representative from the first layer is a bearded devil. And, you know, we'll say Asmodeus is, you know, try it needs to get you to broker some sort of arrangement uh, with the, with another arch archduke of some kind. But oh shit, the representative is a bearded devil, and we need this deal to go through. <laughs> deal with it, guys. It's like that, like, cartoony-esque negotiation where it's like, all right, we need to go in and make a good impression. Hi, my name is Tim. What did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I think that could be kind of a fun set piece of, like, you know, don't wake daddy, so to speak. <laughs> uh, 
I yeah. Don't I, wake the beard. Yeah, don't wake the beard. I think that would be pretty good. Beyond that though, like the uh, the the. <laughs> It's so, it's so funny that we started Devils and we were like, we're going to get into the interesting Devil stuff. This one is like the best design for a fight creature yeah. that between like almost all the demons and devils. That is true. And they knew that. Yeah. And then they didn't give anything else with it. Yeah. And that is to some degree fair. Like this is de this is definitely a fighter one. I didn't really want to spend that much time talking about lore stuff because yeah. it's so clearly meant to be kind of a fight, uh, which is good because it seems like it's a fun, mechanically interesting fight. So, should we just do the mechanical stuff? Yeah, sure. All right. So mechanically, this is a pretty cool one. Yeah. So it's a CR3 monster. It's pretty squishy, like it has, so so judging by the, the stat block that we get, and bear in mind this stuff tends to fall apart during the early game, uh, it has a pretty below average HP of 52 and a pretty below average armor class of 13. So you can kill these things pretty quickly. Uh, it has a regular running speed of three. Okay, let's let's continue. Its stats are, you know, pretty pretty much what you would expect for a fighty kind of guy. It has it has pretty good strength and dexterity and constitution, and then you know whatever middling intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah. Defensively, the saving throws aren't as strong as you would expect, especially you know since this is a CR three creature. It's a still you know it's still a little bit in the early game. We don't quite have a whole lot there, uh, so we don't you know want to defensively inflate this creature too much. It seems. Or so it seems like like they could have they could have designed it such that so so here in terms of its saving throws it has bonuses to strength constitution and wisdom and constitution and wisdom are kind of helpful right you're getting second level spells like hold person would be kind of foiled by this plus the uh, the advantage that it has but not like necessarily right like it's not too much yeah and they strength and con pretty much the only thing that would be messing with is like blindness deafness and entangle and yeah that's like all or I something like that yeah and yeah whatever it, it seems a little bit less in the way mm -hmm. um and they could have they could have made it quite defensively capable for magic especially since its ac and hp are so low but instead we get something that's not quite pushing as magically defensive as the rest of the devils that i'm guessing we'll get or the rest of the demons that we typically get uh which is cool to me it makes the fight between that and the bad HP and the bad armor class, it makes the fight fast and frenetic. Uh, and that is, you know, a lot of that work is pulled by some of the actions that we'll get to in a second. But I do think that, uh, you know, this is just another one of those D&D &D monsters that is confident enough to give you, like, a really quick, horrifying fight. Or, you know, as an ad, is, is willing to just dart in with the debuff and get away. Yeah. And, like, the wisdom save is only plus two. Yeah. It does have a wisdom save, yeah. but it is only plus two. So, like, in the idea that you were saying where it's, like, it's a guard and you have to get past it, it's still pretty charmable. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can pull it off. So that's, like, a plus seven, a plus seven technically with the with the advantage. With the advantage, yeah. But which is... It's less than almost every other devil. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, and in some ways... That is something, right? Like, if the party goes into it knowing kind of what devils are about, the idea that this is kind of a weakness compared to other devils could be capitalized upon in some way, I think. Yeah. 
So that's interesting. It gets the resistances that you would expect. It gets the cold and the bludgeoning and the piercing and the slashing from non-magical weapons that aren't silvered. Resistances. And then it gets the immunity to fire and poison damage uh, and the condition immunity to poisoned. So, you know, it's rounding out the defenses a little bit, but these are mostly just devil things, right? Like, as devils go, it is not that magically defensive. It is not necessarily that defensive. It's... I, I'd have to look at the other devils, but I think it's maybe one of the easiest devils to banish. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it gets absolutely zero bonus to charisma saving throw, so... Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I think, yeah, as devils go, this is bound to be a pretty quick fight. A pretty quick fight that does not, like, stonewall the players as much as the rest of the fiends tend to. Yeah. Which is cool, right? Things are fast. We'll keep that in mind for the future. <laughs> things get fast, fast. Yeah, things get fast, fast. <laughs> it senses, you know, it gets the 120-foot dark vision that you expect, and the it has just, like, an average passive perception of 10. Okay. It has the also the languages that you would expect, the infernal and the telepathy out to 120 feet. That's also fine. Let's get to, like, some of the weird shit. It gets the devil's sight, which means that darkness doesn't block it. It gets the magic resistance that we're all expecting. Okay, whatever. The third thing that it gets is called steadfast. And that means that the devil can't be frightened when it can see an allied creature within 30 feet of it, which is interesting to me. It's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. So, like, this isn't necessarily important at level three when you might encounter, like, a one-on-one -on -one fight. Mm -hmm. But I think this is one of those things that helps contribute the bearded devil to become a really cool ad in the future, where when you are at level five and above and maybe, like, casting fear or whatever... Uh, I think that this could be one of those cool, like, um, order of operations fights that we kind of have talked about a little bit in the past, where, like, you know, ghasts can boost ghouls, so we should push the ghast, or, you know, death knights can help undead around it, so we should kill the death knight. Right. This kind of feels like another thing where, uh, you know, the this, this whole bunch of bearded devils are all keeping each other uh, from, from being frightened, um, and what you know like the, the question becomes to the player what can we do to help circumvent that in some way so like i can imagine an encounter where you know because when we get to like level 12 and above there could be a whole group of these things you know like four of them or whatever i think that for debuffers who you know might want to pull off a fear it is a more interesting argument to me to uh you know what can i do to pull off this debuff that is that is powerful how do I separate the group? Yeah, like how can I, you know, break line of sight? Exactly. How do I break line of sight, or how do I, how do I separate the group? Uh, and that just reads as more interesting to me than just, oh, I can't pull off a fear because it is immune to frightened, or you know, because it is uh, a devil, and devils are kind of preternaturally inclined to shrug off spells. Um, it's it seems kind of like an edge case thing, but I just like that it is there and it is not just immune to frightened. Yeah. Right. The, for some reason, the first thing I thought of was like, a like three bearded devils would have an easier time taking down a dragon because the the frightening presence does nothing to them. Because yeah. They're all working as a team. Yeah, and, and that's like... another part. It does feel like flavorful, right? Like these guys are kind of soldiers yeah. more than anything else, so they'd have that like bravado, that like hoorah kind of thing, uh, which does feel cool and flavorful. Yeah. So. So keeping that in mind, mm -hmm. keeping all that stuff in mind, let's let's talk about the things, the actions that it gets, like the actual things that it do. This is a lot. First action, so it Every gets, time. It gets a multi- Yeah. Beard. It get, yeah, beard. <laughs> it gets a multi-attack where it makes two attacks. One is called Glaive, the other beard. They both have an above average plus five to hit. Uh, the I guess I'll go through them one at a time. So they both have a plus five to hit. 
The beard has a regular, just five foot reach. Um, on a hit, it does six 1d8 plus two piercing damage. And when it hits, the target has to succeed on a con save or become poisoned for one minute. And the con save is 12, which is, you know, just a bit below, below average, right? For a CR3 monster, the average is 13. Mm. We get a 12, which is lower, but still, especially if you're encountering one of these at this level, is still difficult to surmount. Yeah. It also has a secondary effect, which yes. might explain the slightly lower DC. Yes. So one poison in this way. So we've already got poison, which gives you disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, as I recall. Yes. I don't know if saving throws, maybe just not attack. saving throws, just attack. I think it's just checks. attacks and ability checks. Uh, but while they're poisoned in this way, the target cannot regain hit points. However, the target can make the save at the end of each of its turns. Right. And, mm -hmm. and potentially end the, the problem there. That's cool. Mm hmm. Let's pair this with the other thing that it can do every single turn. The other attack, Glaive. Again, plus five to hit. It's a long weapon, so it gets a reach of 10 foot, which is cool. On a hit, it does eight 1d10 plus three slashing damage. And if the target is a creature other than an undead or construct, i.e. a creature that can bleed, the target must succeed on another DC 12 con save or lose five 1d10 hit points at the start of each of its turns due to this wound. Interestingly, this shit stacks. Mm -hmm. So every single time the Bearded Devil hits a target that is already wounded, the damage goes up by another D10. Moreover, <laughs> and I'm going slowly because this is like a lot to parse out. Moreover, at, the, at, at any time during their turn, a creature who is wounded can make a medicine check, a, a DC 12 medicine check in order to close the wound it also will kind of automatically close if the target receives any sort of magical healing. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting as a like as a dynamic. So let's 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 see let, let's talk about what's actually happening. So once per turn, the bearded devil can poison someone and also start a wound. And when they're poisoned, they can't regain hit points. So what we have here is kind of like a ticking clock fight, where you know the bearded devil is maybe bouncing from person to person or maybe just focus firing on like a cleric or something right or like a like a paladin or like an important like a caster or whatever uh doing chip damage over the course of you know x amount of rounds sorry i i'm like fighting in my head about the wording of the the receives magical healing yeah so i'm reading it so like i'm i'm, I'm thinking i'm having a similar thought i'm reading it as even if it can't regain hit points, as long as it's gaining a magical healing, it yeah. closes the wound. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine a world where that's not the case, and that makes the fight even, you know, to some extent more interesting and, and challenging. Yeah, for sure. Because at first, that's what I thought it was. It was like, oh, yeah, if they're poisoned, they just can't be, unless the medicine check. But I I think yeah. that it would still yeah. work. And even if it, so like, if it does or if it doesn't, it doesn't super matter because even if it doesn't you still have a way out of it right like yeah. you can still make a medicine check yeah which is kind of interesting like you're giving up an action but it still feels like threatening right because you don't necessarily need to because it's only five damage mm -hmm. like if you're if you're like a wizard or whatever i mean you'll probably already be dead by this point or whatever <laughs> but yeah. if you're if you have less hp you have less of a clock here but if you're a frontliner which is you know pretty likely to be fighting this thing head-on you kind of get to make the the big choice. Like, do can I withstand one or two more rounds and maybe not heal myself right now because the cleric is busy doing something else? Or should I, you know, take up my action now? 
and and heal off or you know stabilize some of this this bleeding my guts come out yeah the the other uh important thing is that anybody can make the medicine check yeah to staunch your wounds yeah staunch yeah stench St- stamp stump. stamp to stamp your wounds yeah <laughs> anybody can do it so like if you don't have magical healing available and you need your action to do other things you could convince someone else to come yeah take care of your wounds yeah like a... then you're just putting your trust in them yeah to roll well yeah which but... is yeah which is an also an interesting thing where like if the paladin needs you know if we're relying on this paladin to do the smite to win the fight it is kind of interesting to have like, okay, monk, you're the fastest person at this level. Go and fix it. Or rogue, go and make that medicine rogue, check. Run baby. in there, medicine check, and then disengage for the love of God. Yeah, which is also kind of interesting and lets different players kind of have a taste of different roles, right? Like anybody can be a support at this exact moment. Yeah. Which is cool. I think that's interesting and, and neat. And the the like toggling and like the strategizing of like, you know, I can't hear or even if because because even if we rule here that if you take any sort of healing magic the wound closes even if you don't get the hit points back we still are making an interesting decision where like do i as the cleric heal them now do i heal them later do you know like what what needs the most help at this time and should i wait for now when they are maybe poisoned uh where they can't get the the hp back but i'm still healing the wound or later when they might be closer to death or they might die before this moment, but should I wait until the the poison is gone and I can actually regain their, their HP? Yeah, it's like the gamble of, do I blow a spell slot to avoid making a roll? Yeah. So, yeah. Which, which is something that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's, you're, you're taxing potentially both action and resource, mm-hmm. uh, but no matter what you do, it does solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not necessarily like the um the problem with a lot of stuff like this where you blow an action in a resource and you can just fail yeah, get at nothing, that. You get right? nothing yeah. from it. It's it's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. It seems fair and it seems player motivated and there are a lot of choices that you know, you don't even need to necessarily make it to that point, right? Like if I only have one spell slot left as the cleric. I can just get the rogue to go and staunch the wound and, you know, maybe run over a healing potion or something. Yeah. I think there are enough opportunities of choice there to make it a bit more interesting. So here's the other thing, right? Because I want to get this out in the open. When you are poisoned, you do have the disadvantage, you know, on the attack and whatever. I feel like the difference, because we've decried this before in the past, right? Like when Basilisks do it, it sucks because you are making the decision to make the fight less interesting for an indefinite amount of time. I think that because the the bearded devil has so much less HP than it ought to, and because its armor class is particularly low, it kind of helps balance out the fact that I might spend, you know, maybe two or three turns being poisoned, right? Yeah, yeah unless this is like a one-on-one fight where you have been poisoned and are bleeding and now have disadvantage on staunching your own wounds, Yeah, and it's miserable. If you've got teammates, it's... A cool fun fight yeah exactly and be, yeah because especially if it is just one on five the bearded devil ain't gonna get all of you it's just yeah. gonna be one person that might be a little bit out of commission uh and even in a larger fight by the time you're getting into a big fight with a bunch of bearded devils you're gonna be at a you're gonna be at a level high enough that the save is not gonna be that big a deal because it's only 12 yeah right even i mean obviously like some classes might still have some trouble with that but nobody it's just barely above average you're probably gonna be fine 
statistically, you will most likely save in at least like a turn or yeah. two. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it ends up being more of a flow and less of a wall, Yeah, which, which I prefer. And isn't like, boy, this seems like it would be a fun character to run as DM, right? Like you get to, as DM, make the decision, like, who do I want to poison? Do I also want to do bleed damage to that person? Do I want to keep bleed damage on like something else that I've hit? Do I want to, you know who who should i target next i'm running low on hp because i don't have much of that how do i want to position myself and what what target do i make first it's fun because you're basic it's like once you pop off once you like poison and wound somebody you start to control the battlefield with just one creature because yeah. you like you're motivating people to move in a particular way to a particular place. Yeah. And it's a fun little DM tool to have to like, like force a player's hand to do something and then take advantage of that. Exactly. Right. But it's still like you're doing that in like a way that is mechanically fair instead of just you as the DM, like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a sucker punch. It feels like a flow. Yeah. Right. Which is cool. I like that quite a bit. Um, and it kind of, you know, I feel like a bear is mentioning that the glaive is a 10 foot reach which means that you don't even necessarily need to poison something that you're going to bleed. Or even, like, if you do get in and poison something, and you you could be playing a long game of sorts where, like, I'm going to poison the fighter to make the cleric or the rogue or whatever run up, and then I'm going to stab them <laughs> and end up, you know, doing X amount of damage to them as well. It seems, like, cool and technical in a way that we don't often get for, for D&D monsters. Yeah. And at such a low CR. Yeah, and at such a low <laughs> CR. And don't even get me started on, like, how all these other things that can articulate. Like, we can throw in fire pits and poison pits for the devils. We can throw in magical darkness and have that be a thing. And I think it could end up being, like, all these things combined. I think this could be a really cool fight. I think so. Yeah. And, and even then, like, if we're going to follow... I don't even think we brought this up. I don't even think we brought this up for demons. But even then, if we're going to do the uh, the variant thing... Uh, where, so this oh, is something that we summon. don't, yeah, so, so what you can do is, uh, certain amounts of, of devils can, and this was true of demons as well, we didn't really bring it up because it's a variant rule, and uh, we mostly just forgot, sorry. <laughs> uh, you can take an action where you just summon in a buddy, right? And so, even, even if you've already set up an interesting encounter by itself, you could slap this on and make it even harder, right? Because a bearded devil could you know, with some degree of success, bring in a buddy with just one action and then, you know, suddenly, suddenly it's immune to being frightened and whatnot, right? Like, yeah, especially if it, this could in fact be like a counterplay of sorts where, oh, I threw in like whatever, two, two bearded devils against my six level party. They did fear one, you know, like they killed one, they did fear the other one. And then this could be like, you know, reversal, gotcha, fear that punk. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, uh, a, a good kind of, uh, what's the word? A good good evidence of them being fun ads in a fight with this variant rule is that a devil later on has a 50% chance to summon a D6 of these things. Yeah, as exactly. adds into a fight. And yeah. like, that is excellent. It's like this one devil, I yeah. might have said demon, this one devil just like is starting to lose the fight and he just brings in six elite shock troopers that can't be frightened and they just show up and they pincer maneuver with their wounding glaives. Yeah, and I think that's part of it, right? I think that's kind of what they're going for because 
you know, generally speaking, if you're going into the Nine Hells, it's going to be to go and wreck some Archdukes or something. You're going to kind of get embroiled into that stuff. Yeah. I think it is very wise of them to make a low CR creature that ends up being very tactically interesting for a long time, right? And can be used in a lot of interesting ways because you could end up seeing one of these guys in a lot of different fights. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's cool. It's good. <laughs> it's a good devil. It's a good devil. Like, I... Lore stuff aside, like, it's very mechanically interesting, like, enough to make me not even notice that the lore is not all that whatever. Yeah, it's really, it's funny, because, like, a lot of times we judge whether something is very good based on, like, what kind of NPC we could make out of it or something, but this one is just really good because it's, like, really good at what yeah, it does. it's, it's good D&D &D fight. very good at what it does. Yeah, 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 it's quite, quite good, it's quite interesting. I think it is, I mean, like, of the two we've talked about already... <laughs> I, I I like it more than Barbed Devils. I agree. Yeah. So, so cool. We'll come back to this at the very end and we'll say whether, yeah, we'll or, not, do a rank. whether or not it was my favorite. We'll give it a rank out of 10. Mm -hmm. Top 10 <laughs> Devils of 2019. I make that as a joke because it's probably going to be 2020 by the time this comes out. Cool. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> vibe check. Yeah, vibe check. Vibe check. <laughs> I like the idea of like a paranoid vibe check. Vibe <laughs> check. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed this episode of Tooth and Nail, feel free to leave us a good review on wherever you might be listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. <laughs> if you did not like this episode of Tooth and Nail, <laughs> then feel free to look at other stuff on nerdsmith.org where you can find a bevy of interests and content that can sate your lusts. None of them tooth or nail related. Yeah, none of them like us. You won't you won't see us anywhere else. Just here. Welcome to <laughs> our smelly nasty corner. <laughs> Welcome to Orion and Travis's smelly corner, because we're garbage lads. The weird naily tooth corner. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, what's a good creature comfort for this episode? Shave. <laughs> How dare you? Shave. Well, I, got, I honestly am about to. I, I should do a shave. Well, yeah. Uh, so shave, shave, shave if you got barbs in your shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you have poisonous barbs in your beard, I think it's time. Yeah, if, like, some people, the limit is like, oh, it's too prickly. But if you're past that and you've hit, like, poisonous barbs. Yeah, that's a bit much. That's too much. Yeah. Think of, think of your family. <laughs> think of your loved one. Mm-hmm. Have a good day? <laughs> I feel like what are, I feel like we've trailed off of it. <laughs> I think that's the end. All right, I think that's the end then. Have a good day. Bye.